Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we're talking about Disney's Enchanted and its new recent sequel, Disenchanted on Disney Plus, that I already saw. That's right. Ezra has been super on top of it with the movie premieres and has already seen Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted. Yeah. Not seen Disenchanted yet, but I'm a huge fan of the original Enchanted. It's got to be one of my favorite Disney movies. I loved every part of it, especially how unique it was from other Disney movies. Yeah, me too. I really loved it too when it first came out when I was younger. It's been a long time coming because that was in 2005, right? No, 2007, just 15 years ago. 2007, but it's still 15 years is a long time between sequels. So we're happy it has finally arrived. I know. Now for our intro segment today, however, we are going to talk about an actress who's in the sequel. Who's that, Ezra? Adina Menzel, who was in the first movie. That's right, but she had a lot smaller role. Yes, that's right. And Adina Menzel, you probably know most famous as Elsa in the Frozen movies and for the hit song, Let It Go, we all know. That's right. Adina Menzel is that incredible angelic voice that you've no doubt heard plenty of times singing Let It Go, be it on the radio or through kids or friends or even just listening to the song yourself. That song was on the Billboard Top 100 which is huge for a soundtrack song. I know, and in these movies, she played Nancy Tremaine. Yes, and who's Nancy in the Enchanted movies? She worked with Robert Phillip, who was who started off as a serious businessman. Yes, and in the first movie, isn't she his girlfriend? Um, yes, until Giselle comes along. That's right, but it's okay that Giselle comes in between her and Robert because Nancy ultimately winds up with the prince. Edward, right. So it works out. And then in the second movie, the sequel, which you've seen, Ezra, are they all still together? Well, Nancy is now the queen of Andalasia. The fictional world from which Giselle originally comes. Yeah, that's right. Cool. So we've come full circle to now Nancy being primarily in the animated world and Giselle being primarily in the live action world. I know. So what else is Adina Menzel famous for, Ezra? The film of Rent, the Broadway musical Wicked, the original production, as well as last year she was in uh, the Cinderella movie for Prime Video. That's right, the one with Camilla Cabello. Yeah. Adina was Maureen in Rent, which started on Broadway, and then she also played that same role in the movie version, which was a hit. And she was Elphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West, in Wicked. Wicked is an incredibly famous Broadway show, one of the most successful and longest running of all time. And they're making a movie of it with Cynthia Revo and Ariana Grande. Oh, cool. I did not know that. That'll be fun to bring Wicked to the screen and make it accessible for so many more people to see that story. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But getting back to Dina Menzel, The common thread in all of these prominent roles she's had is her voice, right? She is an incredible singer and in Wicked and in Cinderella and in Frozen and in Rent, she had 
huge songs where she got to showcase this incredible range and power that she has in her singing voice. I know, and she sang Into the Unknown and Show Yourself that Elsa again sang in the sequel, Frozen 2. That's right. She reprised her role in Frozen 2 and sang a couple more hit songs. Yeah. She also has performed these songs live in concerts because she's a very comfortable, you know, solo artist. She's actually produced her own studio albums in addition to being on cast recordings and soundtrack albums. Uh. So she's a musical artist, which I think is probably her least prominent, you know, recognizable attribute. But she does she does have music out. And she's actually, she did a Christmas album this year. It's her second Christmas album. She also does live shows. I saw Adina Menzel live in concert, which was amazing. Adina Menzel did a cover version of the most wonderful time of the year, the popular Christmas song. That's right. And when I saw her in concert, she performed Let It Go. She performed songs from Rent, as well as a couple of her own songs. And it was just her singing with music, and it was incredible. She's a great performer and a great actress. She's getting her own documentary series for Disney Plus next month. That's right. What's it called? Adina Where's the Stage or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll look into her life and getting famous, right? Yeah. Is it a series or a movie? It's a series, I think. That'll be cool. So if you want to learn more about Adina Menzel, your chance is coming up here on December 9th. Yeah. Now let's move into our feature presentation and talk about Enchanted. Can do. Enchanted. Oh man, where do you even start with Enchanted, Ezra? This movie I know was really creative. I remember it was about Princess Giselle, um, played and voiced by Amy Adams, who fell in love with Prince Edward, but then she gets banished from her world to our world by the evil Queen Nerissa and ends up in modern day New York City. Yeah, yeah. So it actually switches from this animated world and then she falls down a hole and comes out into the real world in New York City, of all places, out of a manhole. Yes, and then she sees this strange place that we all know, but she doesn't even know what that even is. Yeah, right? She. This is the whole point of the movie. She is so flabbergasted by our world and what people are like, the way we do things. You know, our world is so far from a fairy tale, and she came from this fairy tale world. I wonder, Ezra, before seeing Enchanted, did you ever think about what it might be like if an animated character entered our world? I guess, yeah. But I remember then one part where she sees a billboard and thinks it's a real castle that would take her to Andalasia, but it was just a billboard for a casino. Yeah, that's right. So she just doesn't have a grasp on much of our world at all because things are so different where she comes from so she I thought that they definitely and Amy Adams especially in her acting communicated that you know bewilderment with the real world so well and it was really funny and clever very well done and believable you know I believe that she had never been to our world before I agree yes and then that's the part where she meets a serious, hardworking businessman named Robert, who doesn't believe in fairy tales like a six-year-old daughter, Morgan, or life after marriage. He just doesn't really like all this fairy tale nonsense that his daughter really likes. 
He's must have been inspired by George Darling from Peter Pan and George Banks from Mary Poppins. Oh, that's an interesting connection, Ezra. I see that. He's kind of a curmudgeon. Yeah. Ezra, quick question. What are the characteristics of Robert that make it clear that he is pretty much the antithesis of Giselle? Mm, that he's pretty serious and compared to his daughter who who's only six years old and believes in fairy tales. Yeah, so he's kind of skeptical. Yes, and then I remember Edward comes to our world along with Pip the chipmunk, who is unable to speak, I know, and goes out looking for Giselle, along with Nathaniel, who was forced mm -hmm. by Nerissa to poison Giselle. I remember, I remember the part where Giselle, like, she calls all the animals to the Robert's apartment, which are just some filthy rats and pigeons, not like the forest animals from where she's from. Yeah, that's a really funny scene. In the forest where she's from, she can summon all these cute animals to her and they kind of do her bidding just like in Snow White. But, you know, in the real world, those animals aren't so cute and they aren't so nice. And Robert certainly doesn't want them in his apartment. Nope. And then I remember when Giselle shower she doesn't even know what a shower is or where that water even comes from no she says it's magical i know and i remember then when she makes a dress from robert's curtain which she unintentionally wrecked which robert says he was not unhappy he's angry which is a negative emotion yeah he experiences a lot of negative emotions towards giselle throughout the first half of the movie it's only in the second half that he kind of starts to understand her and see how, you know, positive and inspiring she can be. I remember that when he, when Giselle was at his office, he told her about the word divorce and what it means. That means permanently breaking up. No happy ever after. And then Giselle starts crying even when she says she's not. But then they walk through Central Park and that has the song, That's How You Know, which was a really fun, upbeat musical number. It was supposed to be like an a inspiration by like Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast and Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. They had to include a big group outdoor number in this movie. And it's such a fun song. They hired all these dancers who danced and it was really entertaining. Great choreography. And throughout the film, Robert goes looking for Giselle. I remember. And then Nathaniel played by Timothy Spall. Um, at first, gives out a caramel apple to trick Giselle, and then a drink from the apples that Nerissa offered to him, but uh, but later screws up. Yeah, he doesn't quite accomplish the task he set out for. I know, yes, and then when N Nerissa does find out Giselle is with Edward, that makes her really angry and wants to come into our world and achieve her evil plot. Herself, that's right, and she does. But let's not spoil anything else for anyone who hasn't seen Enchanted. But I did like the funny Disney references, like Paige O'Hara, the voice of Belle, makes a cameo. And uh, so does Jody Benson, the voice of Ariel. Cool. Yeah, that's probably because this is one of those Disney films that's outside of a explicit, identified Disney realm. And so they've got a lot of room for overlap and references here. I know, like Giselle's singing voice, like for the song True Love's Kiss. Um, that was like an homage to like from Snow White singing voice as well as Aurora singing voice from Sleeping Beauty and somewhat like Ariel singing voice in The Little Mermaid. 
Yeah, she definitely has a very princessy singing voice. She has the characteristics of like Snow White and Aurora, but an appearance more like Ariel. Yes, because she has her red hair. Um, what is it? And I know that um, Nerissa was like so, the cross between the evil queen from Snow White with Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty because she turns into an old hag and later turns into a dragon. Oh, that's right. All those are, all those are references to original Disney films. That's really cool. The credits did have a princess kissing a frog, which was an indirect reference to the princess and the frog because that came out two years later. And one part that that's how you know number there's a girl in a play of Rapunzel, which is kind of an indirect reference to Tangled because that wasn't made till three years later. The idea of this film was originally going to be when Disney was going to make their version of Rapunzel called Rapunzel Unbraided and have fairy tale parodies like the Shrek movies. But that idea was shelved and Disney eventually made Tangled and the idea of a fairy tale parody movie ended up being this. Oh, interesting. So it kind of transitioned and then Rapunzel got left behind and made it into Tangle years later. Yeah. Cool. So do those cameos and references carry into the sequel, Ezra? I guess though, yeah. Like I guess there's some references in the newer ones and some of the newer films that didn't exist the time the first movie was released. Like what? Mm, like Alan Tudyk, known for being voices in films like Wreck-It Ralph, Tangle, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana, and others. Oh, cool. Or a firefly that appears, resembles Ray from The Princess and the Frog. Very cool. Or funny, funny scenes like when Edward is on near the train station, he sees the television and he thinks it's a magic mirror. And he thinks the remote is the thing controlling the magic mirror, which is actually a TV. <laughs> that's from the first Enchanted, that's right. I, re I remember when he stabbed the bus and thought it was a monster. Yes, Edward provides a lot of the comedy in that movie. Who plays Edward again, Ezra? James Marsden. That's right. He does so well in that role, I thought. Patrick Dempsey, I know, played uh, Robert. And I know who played the villain, Nerissa, was Susan Sarandon. Yes, Susan Sarandon. And then, of course, Amy Adams played Giselle. It really was an all-star cast of a movie. And the sequel will be, too. Kobe played Morgan, um, Robert's daughter. And I know the sequel is set years later and Morgan's now a teenager and she was played by someone else. That's right. It's a different actress for grown-up Morgan. Who's actually now a teenager, like 16-ish, I think. And who is she, what role does she play in the sequel? Well, it's set years later and the story is that they move out of New York City and go to Monroeville, which is a fairy tale town. And they meet Malvina Monroe, played by Maya Rudolph. And they uh, go out and Giselle is unhappy. It doesn't think it's magical or exciting when they first go there. But then it all turns magical from the well that led to Andalasia and makes her world become a fairy tale world. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of going back the other direction from the first film. And Malvina Monroe becomes an evil queen character and even has a magical mirror. Oh, wow. But then, well, this is all just a detail, not a spoiler. Giselle realizes what's happening and it goes wrong. It turns her into an evil stepmother, kind of like Lady Tremaine, Cinderella's evil stepmother. And then she has to change it back before it's too late. Well, that sounds like a really interesting plot for the sequel. Did you like it, Ezra, overall as a sequel? 
yes, yes, I did. And I liked how it was partly animated like the first one was. Cool. Yeah, it, it makes sense that they'd throw it back to the animation. Anything else you want to say about Disenchanted or Enchanted, Ezra? Enchanted, I remember when it came out when I was almost, I remember seeing it on Christmas Day when I was almost 12. I remember it in 2007. I remember when it came out, there were dolls of Giselle released. I know Giselle was considered to be an official princess, but Amy Adams refused because because of like copyright and live action and how she's not a fully animated princess. That's why she's regarded as an unofficial princess. Got it. Yeah, it's a big deal to be an official princess. And it makes sense since we don't really understand her or get to see her fully in the animated world. The yeah. movie takes place as live action. Yeah, I know. Cool. Well, I love Enchanted. I'm really excited to see Adina Menzel and Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey and James Marsden reprise their roles in this sequel. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Ezra. Yeah, me too. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I've waited 15 years for them to do this. Yeah, a long time. Great. Let's move on into trivia. answer our question about Aladdin from two weeks ago since we took a week off for Thanksgiving. What is Aladdin running from in the first scene of the film in the marketplace? Aladdin was running from the Agrabah's royal guards. That's right because they saw him steal some bread. But of course he was too sly and wasn't really afraid of the guards and he was too clever to get caught by them and was outsmarted them. That's right. He cleverly escaped them. There's your answer. So for this week, our trivia question about Enchanted is... In one scene of the movie, when Giselle was in Robert's office, what song from another Disney film can be heard if you pay close attention? If you think you know the answer to this one, be sure to listen in next week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! Goodbye.